Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. In this episode, myself, Zwick, and Butsy go over the AFC South, and Max is here as well, but just kind of for the vibes. Don't All right, up, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Um, we're going to talk about this kind of mediocre division with the AFC South, although I do think there's some interesting storylines here. Um, a lot of low win totals here. The, the way we do this, by the way, for anyone who's new, we're going to go over the win totals that Vegas has. Each of us are going to give our over-under and predictions on the records and if we have a pick that we really like we are going to give it out to you guys as a lovecast gambling pick so let's start with the houston texans their win total is over under six and a half the over is plus 110 the under is uh minus 130 they uh obviously just drafted at two and three in this draft they draft cj stroud and will anderson so big changes came in houston this offseason I still have them at the under at six and eleven. Zwick, I'll start with you. Where do you have the Houston Texans this year? Yeah, this under is a lock. Oh I mean, wow! <laughs> the, the, their schedule is kind of mid. Like they have, they play Arizona and the NFC South, and um, this. Yeah. So sorry. I I, I just their their defense is not good at all. I mean to say it in the least like will anderson is a phenomenal player and jalen petrie and Derek stingley are really good on the back end really young but they still have so many holes at linebacker and at defensive tackle so i think that they're not gonna be able to stop anyone in their division and or anyone in the league really but i do think that cj stroud will have a good rookie year and develop nicely because i think they have an underrated Offensive line and like offensive core with Damian Pierce and John Mechie coming back and um, Tank Dell adding him in the draft. So I think it's an underrated offense, but I still think their defense just has way too many holes to win over over six games. Butsy, what do you think of CJ Stroud? I'm a big fan of CJ Stroud. And honestly, when I see this win total at six and a half, I had them at six and 11 as well. Um, but when I think of this win total, I believe in CJ Stroud so much that I want to believe that he can get this team to seven wins. But when you think about the rest of the team collectively, who their wide receivers are, they obviously lost Brandon cooks, um, their defense, like Zwick said, has many holes despite, you know, beefing it up in the draft. Um, I don't believe that they'll get to, to seven wins. Uh, I know you're paying a lot of juice for under, so I may not touch it, but I'm a big CJ Shroud fan. Um, and I think it's important to mention two things. Uh, one, this is a flu pod for Zwick. So apologies if Zwick sounds a little ill. Uh, number two, we already have two squad rides on the board. Uh, we have the Jets over as well as the Bills over. So those two squad rides are already in place. So um, we want to be wary with how we hand out our units uh, before the season, before we even sniff the NFL season. So. Um, but regardless, I'm a CJ Stroud believer. I have this team at six and 11 as well. Um, I, I want to believe that he can get him to seven, but I just don't think it's possible. Let's use the Texans under a squad ride. What's, what's the juice, Jordan? How much juice is it? How much are you paying for the under? The under is, 
uh, minus one thirty. It's not that bad. Let's get Jordan's I personally, opinion. I I personally am not going to squad ride this because I don't want to root for the Texans to be horrible. I don't hate it as a bet. I also don't know too much about the Texans roster, which is why I kind of want to ask Zwick. First of all, what do you think of D'Amico Ryan's? And second of all, is John Mechie good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Mechie is really fucking good. I mean, if you saw him play at Alabama, he was basically Jalen Waddle type player that they had there also. But I know he was out um, last year. I think he had cancer, but he did. Yeah, um, he's really talented and he should be leading a really young core. I know him and Tank Dell and Nico Collins is like sounds like a terrible room, but isn't the worst. I think I think that. They definitely – I know they added – oh, they added Robert Woods too, um, which is a good, like, veteran to veteran leader. And I think that they can be underrated, but I don't expect much from them. If anyone can flip that defense around, though, it is D'Amico Ryans. I mean, we saw what he did in San Francisco, um, developing really, really good young players like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And so I think that if they can turn it around, if he can turn it around, or if anyone can do it, it's him. So I think it's a great hire, and I'm excited for them, and I think the future is bright, but I think they need another year of stacking picks and, um, you know, investments next year in the draft. So My apologies. I was laughing because not to mention they have the trader, Henry Toto, on their team they picked up from Alabama. I used to give him my math homework when he was at Tennessee. <laughs> Um, nice, nice little inside linebacker. He's not little at all. He's actually massive, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with Zwick on everything he said. He's got good analysis for sure. Thanks, Max. Max doesn't know squat. Max doesn't know squat about the NFL. I mean, to be fair, I I just asked, I just asked if John Mechie was good, but yeah, that was crazy. Even I knew that one. I I knew John. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know college. I don't follow college. I know the NFL. I follow college and I love the Steelers. (laughs) Okay, no thank you. On that. Um, All right, thank we're you. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to put Max in timeout. <laughs> um, sorry, Max just rose up in the chat. Uh, okay, we're going to pull ourselves together. Zwick is giving us great, cogent, doing great, logical Jordan. analysis, and Max is just throwing us for, <laughs> for a loop this whole for pod. I'm going tries to... to run a pod, it goes Max, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> Max, just please be quiet for like five minutes. That's all we ask. I can usually run pods when Max isn't here. But just this please is... be quiet. Just please. <laughs> I'm literally begging you. Okay. Um, I'm not throwing any money on this under. Zwick seems to really like it. And if you know anything about Zwick, you should know that he knows football. So if you want to make money, maybe you listen to Zwick here. Zwick, is this worth a bet taking this under? I do. I like it. I, 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 I know their defense, or I mean their division, gets shit on a lot because it's not very good. But I think it's it's honestly becoming underrated at this point. I think that the NFC South is clearly worse, and the Jaguars are good now. And I think the Colts with AR can be really good. So I like it. I agree, All right. I agree with that analysis. Okay, so we're gonna call that a um. A Zwickau individual play, not a Lovecast squad ride. Now let's go to the probably most exciting team in this division. Actually, probably by far the most exciting team, the Jaguars. Their over-under is at nine and a half. Uh, the over is minus 135. Under 
is plus 115. I'm actually going to start with myself here because I kind of have a take on this. Looking at their schedule, the Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals, really hard teams on their schedule. They're all home games. I think that's huge for them. I think if they can go two and two in those games, and then you look at the rest of their schedule, if they just beat the teams that they're better than and the teams that they should beat, they're going to be, I mean, they would have, if you just do it by who they're going to be favored over, they'd have like 15 wins if they do that. Now, obviously, they're not going to win every game that they're favored in. Um, so you adjust for the fact they're probably going to lose some uh, close ones, some teams that they shouldn't lose to. I have them 12 and five. I absolutely love this over. They do have tough road games against the Bills, Browns, and Steelers. That's really it. And honestly, there's not a game in there that I I couldn't see them winning. I think Trevor Lawrence took a huge leap last year. I think he's going to continue to do so. Um, I really like this Jaguars team. And I think other than those four big games, the Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals, this division is so weak and their schedule is not bad um, to me at all. I think there's a chance like they go, I don't know, five and one in divisional games. Um, I'll go to Zwick. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm a Jaguars believer as well. I'm looking at the schedule right here, and they do have tough games. Cincinnati, um, Kansas City is tough. Buffalo is obviously tough. But I think that they can compete with those teams, absolutely. I mean, we saw them um, almost – I mean, only lose to the Chiefs by, I think, 10 in the playoffs last year. And I think that, that – I mean, that's not a win, but it was closer than I, than I thought it would be. Um, I think they have – Obviously, the added Calvin Ridley is really good. They added Tank Bigsby in the draft, who's a really good running back. Um, they have an underrated defense, I would say. Tyson Campbell, their slot corner, is one of the better players in the league that's really underrated. Um, I think that they can absolutely go 6-0 in their division. They'll probably lose one game. But anything less than 5-1 and one would be a disappointment in the division, I would say, for them. And I think that they can beat – you know, the Kansas City's, Buffalo's, and Cincinnati's of the AFC, those top three teams in the AFC and probably in the league. So I like it, and they play the NFC South, which is always a good thing to have on your schedule. So I think I like the over on this one. Batsy? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this over as well. I had them at 11-6 and six on paper. Um, my only fear, and I don't know why, maybe it's just because they're the Jaguars, but I have a feeling they're going to Jaguars themselves. Like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I'm waiting for this team to be bad, even though I want them to be good so bad. Like, I'm just – it's like they're, they're supposed to be so good, and they had a great season last year. Um, and they have a great squad this year, bringing in Calvin Ridley. Um, they, they have talent across the board uh, on both sides of the ball. But it's just like they're the Jaguars. Like, I, I'm just waiting for, like, that, that, that downfall for some reason, although I don't really want it to happen. Um, I do like this over, though. I think nine and a half is way too low. I think with the schedule that this team has, they easily get to 10 games. Um, so I, I do love this over, but I'm skeptical about how well um, – I know this isn't really the discussion right now, but how well they'll play um, going into the playoffs and, and who they might match up with. Obviously, the AFC is absolutely stacked. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think this schedule, though, in the regular season – they can dominate. And I also love Doug Peterson at the helm. I think this offense is going to be really tough to stop. Um, obviously, Zwick mentioned Bigsby. They also have ETN. Zwick mentioned Ridley. They also have Christian Kirk. They have talent everywhere um, on the offensive side. And I think Trevor Lawrence can 
kind of cement himself in that top five QB um, position this season if he hasn't already. I think there's an argument you can make now for that. But anyways, Max, you got any uh, big time analysis on the Jags or should we move on? No, dude. I mean, I like the Jags. I was big on them last year, and I believe five gave me a lot of shit for uh, saying that they were a potentially very in- interesting team going into the season, and they ended up being relatively interesting. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to get um, a big step-up season this year. I thought he had a good season last year, but, I mean, a full season. I, he had a full season last year, yes, but you think of it as, like, another full season of uh, Doug Peterson as his head coach. I'm really excited to see you. Uh, what they can do with him and then bring in the veteran leadership of Calvin Ridley as Butchie, as Butsy mentioned is a big upgrade. I'm I'm a big Calvin Ridley fan as well. Um, I think this division is interesting. I disagree that they're the most interesting team in the division though. I think the Colts are inherently a little bit more interesting just because of their QB situation. Um, but yeah, that's just, me. yeah. Um, interesting might be not the word I was looking for earlier. I think just, most most exciting most interesting yeah i was trying to say like the team with best, the best maybe. chance to make noise in the playoffs and and mm-hmm. maybe go on a run this year i think uh would be more what i was trying to say anyways i personally am hammering this over i don't know about you guys but i am absolutely putting money on this i'm on it let's ride squad ride let's go Okay, That's the third like one of that. the year. Third one. <laughs> Jets, Jaguars, and Bills all over, all over. Uh, team totals. Remember, Just to let you know, Zwick and I also took the Eagles um, in a, a pod that we did, just Zwick and I. Bam, there's four. Also, remember, these lines, I can promise you, I will guarantee you, they will change by day one of the, of the NFL regular season. So make sure to get them in now while uh, the books are still adjusting. And we made good money last year doing this when we put our out went um, four and our one. previews. Yeah, we went four and one. Yeah, maybe we uh, think about taking some unders in the near future, but I like where we're headed uh, for the time being. I would say I wouldn't count the Eagles as a squad ride because we weren't all there. So let's just say we have three squad rides. And the um, Texans under does intrigue me. It does intrigue me, but I don't want to root against them. That's a thing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It it's might funky. be a moneymaker. I have the no division, idea. but the division, yeah. like like we've been talking about, the division's not great. Like I think the Texans could be able to steal enough divisional games to get to seven, honestly. Yeah, but CJ Stroud also had like basically the equivalent of an all-star or a Pro Bowl team um wide receiver room in o- Ohio State. And he doesn't necessarily have those weapons there in Houston. So it'll be interesting to see how he actually pans out. That's like the biggest question surrounding him. Robert Woods is a little old for my liking. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the Colts. Max's most interesting team of the AFC South. They're over under win total six and a half over is minus one thirty five. under is plus one fifteen. I have them seven and 10. Um, I like their roster a lot. I think it's tough. Anthony Richardson. I don't expect actually to have a huge rookie year. It's always tough with a rookie QB. I think it's even tougher with a guy like Anthony Richardson, who we know his issues are with accuracy, um, maybe with decision-making. We'll see. I think the run game is going to be phenomenal. Um, Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, great O-line. I think I think they're going to run the ball down teams' throats. That's why I have them getting to seven. What do you got, Max? Well, I just want to start. I, I actually am uh, in disagreement with you. I have 
a ticket out on Anthony Richardson for the offensive rookie of the year. I think um, the way that this team is set up is pretty perfect for him. A run first quarterback, sort of in the vein of Lamar. Um, obviously, you get that comparison a lot when you're a run first quarterback um, like he is and you're big um, and, and just strong guy like Lamar. But I think the way they have, I believe, the most expensive offensive line in the league, um, which is perfect for Anthony Richardson. You're right. His accuracy is really what is lacking and his kind of decision making in the passing front. But his measurements, he measures out to sort of a Cam Newton type build. Um, but with the running ability of Lamar Jackson, I think that's a very interesting prospect. He wasn't like my most favorite from a pure quarterback standpoint prospect coming out of college. But I think he landed at the right team with with uh, the Colts. And I think he's actually going to be really solid with them. Um, and I think they're their defense is going to be relatively solid as well. Um, I think they lost some people in the secondary uh, Zwick would know better than me about that. But um, that being said, I do think that their offense, they, it's just going to be good for the Colts to actually have an interesting quarterback for the first time in a long while, rather than getting these quarterbacks on loan, like uh, Matt Ryan and um, oh, what's his face from Philip Rivers. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I'm really interested in seeing how they look. And I think Anthony Richardson is actually going to be, more successful right away because he's got the NFL body and he's got the offensive line already. Whereas Stroud is going into a place where they're trying to build up that O line, and then Bryce uh, Bryce Young doesn't have the NFL body right now. Blue games, Wick. What do you got? Yeah, I I like the Colts honestly. I think that Anthony Richardson has a really high floor. I think that at the very least, he's a really good dual threat guy, even if his arm doesn't pan out like we're hoping it does. Uh, I think that him and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield behind one of the better O-lines in the league is a really, really scary um, sight to see, especially for uh, weaker run defenses in the, in the division like Jacksonville and Houston. So um, looking at their schedule here, I like, I like them to win around seven games. Uh, they play at the NFC South. Uh, the Raiders don't impress me. Um, the Patriots, sorry guys, don't impress me. The um, so I don't. I like the Colts. I really do. I think that they have underrated defense as well. Shaq Leonard is still there. DeForest Buckner is still there. I know they lost Stephon Gilmore, which hurts as kind of the true alpha number one corner. But I think that Kenny Moore is one of the more underrated corners in the league. And I think he's ready to take that next step into being a true corner one. So I like them and I think that they can succeed in a weaker division. I know I just said it was underrated before, but it's still, you know, I'd say probably a bottom two division, but it's not as bad as we think it is. So I like them to go over here at, at around eight wins, I would say. Um, I think that they can absolutely do it. Yeah. It seems like we're uh, pretty aligned on the Colts. Buttsy, are you going to throw a wrench into this? No, un- unfortunately, I'm not. Um, I'm not as high on Anthony Richardson as you guys are, but like Zwick said, with the, you know, Anthony Richardson and his ability to run the football as well as Jonathan Taylor, um, obviously was was the best running back in the NFL two years ago um, in front of a great O-line as well. Uh, I, I do expect this team to run the football a lot, run a lot of options in the backfield and, um, they don't play that great of teams. I, th- I think that's a big part of why I like them around seven is because I think their strength of schedule is so bad that they they have the ability to get to seven games, even though they're not that good. Um, 
I'll, I'm saving my 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 hot take for the next team because I got I got something to say about this this Tennessee Titans team. Okay, I like it. Let's uh, let's go to the Titans then, and we'll lead with Butsy after I go through this. So the win total over under for the Titans seven and a half. Over is plus one ten. Under is minus one thirty. I have them at seven and ten. I don't love the QB situation. Uh, Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill. There's obviously some rumors going around. I have no idea what's going to happen. I I hope that they just go with one of them for the whole season. I hate when teams do that. We're going to play this guy for six weeks and then this guy's going to play the next seven weeks or whatever. I just don't like that. I think if you're going to, if you want a guy to soak in and learn, just put him on the bench for a year. And if you want to play a guy, then just throw him into the fire. Um, we're going to see. I have him seven and 10. Butsy, where are you at? I might be the biggest Mike Rabel fan. Like ever, I have so much faith in him coming from a Belichick defense. Um, in his ability to just like, like Belichick, you know, win games. Like, you know, Belichick we've seen over the past few years has had some horrendous offenses, but has always had pretty good defenses and have found way to win games. I feel like this Tennessee Titans team will find way, find a way to win eight games this season. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Like Jordan said, their QB situation is very sticky, and if they you know, play them both in the, in the season, then I could see things going very south. But if they stick with Tannehill for the majority of the season, and then maybe things fall off and they go with Levis. But if you stay with Tannehill for the majority of the season, Tannehill, people forget, led this team to the, like the number one seed in the AFC or in the AFC, they hosted the playoff game against the Bengals and lost on a game winning field goal. Like who obviously the Bengals team went to the Super Bowl that year, but like, I still think they're a good team. I know they lost a lot of assets, but still I, I have a lot of faith in Braves. I have a lot of faith in Tannehill still, even though I know he's coming off a banged up season where he didn't play a ton, but I think a full healthy season of Tannehill along with Rabel, um, I think this team gets eight wins. I, I really do. I think seven and a half is just too low. Okay. I know it's I plus mean, money too, but I, yeah. it, I think it's just too low. No, I was just going to say, if you really believe that you're getting plus money, so you may as well take it. Zwick, this, they're, they're, I mentioned the rumors about the QB situation. There's also a lot of rumors about their star player and running back Derrick Henry. I don't exactly understand the situation with him. I think he's under contract for this year, but there's trade rumors. Is that accurate? Yeah, there's definitely trade rumors. And I think that, I think that this was probably his last season in Tennessee. I know he's still under contract, but I think it'll be time to move on after this year, especially if he's banged up or underachieving this year. Um, they they just don't have like they just can't go another season with giving him what 350 plus touches i mean it's just it's just yeah. too hard for him it's too hard on the knees he i i don't see it happening i don't see him staying healthy for that much longer i hope i'm wrong because i loved watching derrick henry everyone loves watching derrick henry but it's just unrealistic at this point yeah he's 29 now and although that might sound young for other sports or for life in general, for a running back with as many carries as Derrick Henry, he's getting up there in age. Zwick, what is your uh, over/under prediction? <laughs> like Butts was saying, I it's it's hard to not believe in their coach, their coaching. I'm so unimpressed with their roster. I think their secondary is so weak. Besides Kevin Byard, their corners are extremely unimpressive. But they have been for a while now and Vrabel has always got it done. So I have no reason to believe that he won't now. 
Um, I do think we'll see Levis at some point this year. I think that it'll just take maybe Tannehill string one or two bad games together just, just to get some buzz for Will Levis to get going. And I think that he'll do okay. I mean, his weapons are sort of subpar. Traylon Burks is really good, but still really young and hasn't done much. And But he has one of the best running backs in the league still, even though he's getting up there in age to lead on. So I like the over. I don't love it. I like it just because their roster is really, really shallow to me. But their coaching is absolutely the best in the division, and you could argue in the league. So I like them to get it done. Yeah, fair point. And coaching, when you have the best coach in the division, that's a huge advantage in the NFL. That um that number one seed Titans team obviously was very different roster. One of the big losses for them was A.J. Brown, who's become pretty inarguably one of the best receivers in the league. You mentioned Traylon Burks, Wick. One last question for Zwick, and then I'll come to you, Max. Is Traylon Burks, do you see him having a breakout year? What, what do you see um, him becoming? Yeah, I like Traylon Burks. I think his ceiling is like a DK Metcalf kind of guy, like really AJ Brown esque. Sorry to cut you off, but like AJ Brown esque. I mean, that was wasn't that like the whole theory behind his replacement? Yeah, they they tried to you know sort of flip AJ Brown for a younger AJ Brown, and I like him. I really do. I uh, I know he was banged up last year and he had a scary injury against the Eagles, but I think he can do do things in that offense. I think obviously having Derrick Henry helps you a bunch, but I'm sort of unimpressed with the quarterbacks that they have on the roster right now. Um, I think that Malik Willis is, we're not going to see him play. Trash. Maybe, at least not on the Titans. Yeah. So, um, but I like Willis and I, I, I like, I like Tannehill kind of, I think that this is his last year fully starting on, at least on that team. So I think that, his time is done, but I think Traylon Burks can be a really special player for sure. Yeah. One more thing before I go to Max. So just Googled Titans receivers, Traylon Burks, first guy that pops up. Nick Kyle Westbrook. Phillips. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jacob Copeland, Colton Dowell, Racy McMath. I haven't heard of these guys. I'm not going to lie Nick to you. Westbrook, Copeland can play. Copeland can play. I'm telling you, Copeland can play. I, I, he may be able to play. This is a rough receiver group um, if you're going to throw a young QB in there. And even for Ryan Tannehill, who needs a lot of help and isn't you know, going to make plays on his own, I just don't see this passing game getting really anything done unless Traylon Burks really explodes or, I mean, Will Levis is able to exceed our expectations. All right, Max, you said you had a bit of a take on yeah. the QB situation. Let's hear well, it. Well, I, I have a take on this whole Titans team. Um, Obviously, living in Tennessee, I was uh, friends with a lot of Tennessee uh, Titans fans. And I think I watched them probably second most behind the Steelers last season. Um, so first couple of things, I did the same thing as you. I brought up their depth chart. Currently, Traylon Bar- Burks is their starter. Chris Moore, Reggie Roberson Jr., uh, Treshawn Harrison, second, third, fourth. Nick West- Westbrook, Ikine, Racy McMath, Mason Kinsey, Kyrus Jackson, um, and then Kyle Phillips, Colton Dowell, Jacob Copeland. Gavin Holmes, as you guys talked about, um, those guys are not an elite wide receiver group uh, at all, really. And then their quarterback room is really, truly terrible. I'm really not a big fan of Brian Tannehill at all. Um, I think he doesn't really fit at this team. 
And I think they've been trying to move on from him since last year. Um, obviously, with his contract situation, they had to stick with him this year. Um, I'm out on Malik Willis. I don't, I'm with Swick on this one. I don't even know if he'll play in the NFL anymore. Um, they have him as second string behind um, Tannehill and so ahead of Will Levis, who I'm also very low on. One of my worst takes I had was Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett. Um, I think that was a spite take because I saw Kenny Pickett torch up Tennessee in person um, my junior uh, sophomore year of college. And I think I was out on Kenny Pickett for that reason. But now that he's my quarterback, I'm all in. Um, but yeah, this quarterback room is really weak. And the whole thing with Will Levis coming out of Kentucky was that his um, his wide receiver core was lacking. And that's why he was unsuccessful. Um, and then also, he well, one, he's extremely re- or relatively old coming out. Um, for this class and he doesn't have a ton of accolades he has his his stats were really poor he threw a lot of interceptions um he's extremely muscle bound and his and that kind of causes him to have these like issues going deep he's like he's he's more of a bodybuilder build which you don't want with quarterbacks you want like the lanky um i know this is kind of cliche but the brady types where they're not extremely muscle bound so they're able to get a lot of flexibility in their throwing motions he does not have that um his whole thing, like I said, coming out of Kentucky, uh, all of his weapons were either injured, a couple of them were suspended. Well, I mean, you're getting a quarterback room if you end up even being the starting quarterback this season. That is not much better than that quarterback room or that wide receiver room, rather, in um, Kentucky was. You're getting that with Tennessee, which is not great. I don't see him getting success. And then third, they play a really old style of football that the teams are just going away from. They run the ball into the ground. And they rely on an aging uh, running back in Derrick Henry, who has kind of a scary injury history now. Um, I know he was durable for a really long time, but this is why you don't draft uh, running backs early because they're they're not durable um, for the long term. And I don't see it being successful just running Derrick Henry into the ground like they do every year. Um, And I'm just afraid for this team. I do like Vrabel a lot. I'm with Butsy and all of you guys that Vrabel is a really good coach and I think he personally, with some big balls moves last uh, season, won them some games single-handedly. I forget the game off the top of my head where he, like, I forget what he even did, but I just remember thinking, like, Vrabel just won them that game for that move. But, yeah, I think they put their old style of football that they play offensively uh, together, coupled with their really bad wide receiver and quarterback room, um, I'm not very high on the Titans this year. Well, for uh, for someone who didn't want to talk football, someone seemed to want to talk about the Titans. <laughs> I mean, you live with a lot. I, I, Did you I, live I in Tennessee or fans. something? I respect their fans because they're diehards and they, they live and die. And I watched so many of their games and it was kind yeah. of a pain to watch. I mean, Tannehill, I mean, it was like watching Trubisky. I mean, not as bad <laughs> as watching that dog shit, but still pretty rough. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's going to wrap up our divisions. I want to recap what what were our squad rides? I want because I want to keep track of these for the year. So we have uh, Bills, Jags, and then we had one more, Jets. right? Jets over. Jets over. Okay. And then um, Eagles. You guys also talked. It wasn't a squad ride, but it was Eagles for you and for you and Zwick, and then um, Zwick and Butsy, I believe had or sorry, Zwick and Jordan maybe had the Texans under. Something. Give me like a that. lean. Put me down for a lean, lean on the Texans under. Okay, let's yeah. let's do that. Let's make a leans as well. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna put the Eagles as a lean because it was just me and Zwick, and I don't want us to just be chucking money around. So Eagles over is a lean, and the Texans um, under is a lean. 
Eagles lost. I, I, Eagles, I mean, they didn't lose like a ton, but they did lose a, a solid amount um, positionally, like just kind of everywhere. I'm a little worried about that, Lee. Who'd they lose, Max? I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I remember seeing <laughs> I remember seeing the names go off the board uh, during free agency. I know a couple of them resigned, but there was a lot of free agents available from them. That's um, what I believe they lost. Yeah, they had a great draft. And yeah, they did. They, uh, I forgot were about able that. To, they were able to retain a couple key guys. What's up? Yeah. Did yeah. you say something, Zwick? Can we, oh. can we talk about uh, that draft for a sec when Jalen Carter had a, you know, secret handshake with Goodell? Um, don't know what kind of went on there. there. There was something fishy there. I, I you know, a lot of guys are, are friends with the commissioner coming into the league and, you know, they're, they're happy to see him because it's, you know, probably the biggest day of their lives pretty much. Um, but there was some extracurricular, you know, handshake going on there. Um, it, it was something that I definitely uh, kept note of, and we'll be. You think? Um, uh, you think he wanted to go to the Eagles? Marcus, I, I think he may have Gardner wanted Johnson to go to the Eagles. Boys. Oh, thanks, Max. Nice, nice Welcome. job googling. Um, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep an eye on that, just in case Jalen Carter ever gets in any trouble. See how light his suspension may be uh, with the commission okay. after. Well, they also have like yeah, like you guys are alluding to. They have the 2021-2022 Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> defense for their defense. So. Isn't their uh, their head coach or GM or isn't their GM from Florida or something like that? Like he was a UF something grad like or something like that. Yeah, it was one of the it was one of the SEC schools. News like they're going to kick me out of the alumni program there. Yeah, something like draft, that. It's just it's, drafted it's, straight Bulldogs. I mean, Zwick and I basically did a live reaction to the draft together, and it was it was honestly insane. Like got the everyone. things that they were doing. They got everyone from that defense. They got who do they get? They got Jalen Carter. They got uh, another Smith. guy later. Yeah, Nolan Smith. Yeah, Keely Ringo. Um, uh, they got another guy later on too. Um, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Steelers cleaned up in the draft too, boys. Steelers yeah. are honestly kind of a sneaky good team. Yeah, I think coaching will get us through as always. Swick's shaking his head. I think, but <laughs> big question on Pickett. I have a huge question mark on Pickett. Like I how good? Not... Like, uh, is he better than Burrow? No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not like sold on. Pickett I love yet. the wishful um, thinking, Max, but no, no, I don't. Hey, big we're building up there. the picket fence, boys. We're building. That's what. That's what our O line's called. One of the greatest oh. names in uh, NFL. It is fence. Pretty good line on the podcast. Okay, pretty so good. hang on. Just a rundown of our bets. So squad rides: Bills over eleven and a half. Jags over nine and a half. Jets over nine and a half. Leans. Eagles over 11 and a half Texans under six and a half. I like where we're headed um, for this season for these win totals. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Zwick. Oh, I had a quick question. Sorry. Um, who has the hardest schedule? Do you guys know? Or like in your opinion, do you guys have an opinion on who has the hardest schedule? I think the Pats have a ridiculous schedule, but maybe I'm biased. They really? do have a ridiculous schedule, but it, it might not be the hardest. I haven't looked at every team's schedule. Yeah. I think that's something we got to watch because – Eagles last season, their regular season schedule was ridiculously easy. And yeah, that was, I think we talked about this like all through our podcast last season. And I, I remember saying that I wasn't super, I wasn't a super believer in the Eagles for a while because their schedule was just extremely easy. So that's something I wanted to watch out for. Um, so I just Googled it. I Googled the statistics on it. Uh, the Patriots have the hardest schedule in the NFL and it's wow. actually not even close. Look at me. Um, it's actually not even close. Like there's a huge statistically wise, statistically speaking wise, uh, there's a big drop off between them 
And then the next uh, team is the Raiders. Um, I mean, the Pat schedule is fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. Well, those are, those the, are... the AFC East is a ridiculous division. The NFC East is also really hard. But part of the reason it's hard is because the Eagles are, like, on paper a juggernaut. Zwick and I went through it. Um, let's see. What did I have them? Yeah, I had them 13 and 4. They have, like, the Cowboys are tough. They play the Chiefs. They play the Bills and the Niners. Other than that, they don't have tough games. They have layups um, in a lot of these games. They play the Dolphins, too. But, like, Rams, Commanders, Bucks, um, Cardinals, and then, like, Giants twice, I guess, is tough. Seahawks are kind of tough. But do you really expect the Eagles to lose to those, you know, fringe teams? I don't know. Yeah, and sounds like um, looking at it, the Saints have the easy, Saints, Falcons, Colts are the three with the easiest. So maybe, maybe the Colts. Did we do we do anything on the Colts? I don't think we squad wrote anything for them. No, we we kind of tentatively took the over. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the Colts. I just don't. Yeah, I, I think Anthony Richardson is a bigger question mark for me. Yeah, than, than he is for you guys. So that's why I'm not super confident in that one. Yeah, it's I tough can't. with the rookie quarterback. I can't wait for football, guys. I mean, this is just getting me so fucking fired up for September. I can't fucking wait for football, man. We still got yeah, these... to do the beer mile, too, for fans. <laughs> oh, true. very uh, true. Very true. Good call, Max. Great call yes. for Max. Um, we had a little uh, a fantasy football punishment. Who, who won that buddy... one? <laughs> you who won oh, it's a keeper league. Does anybody matter? It's, a, it's the keeper <laughs> yeah, league. Yeah, but I, I, mean. I, I, I think I won that one. I won Did you one get paid? League. I'm the commissioner, yes, by did. the way. Did you get paid? Okay, because I, I, I never knew if anyone paid anyone. I just told people to pay. Not great yeah. commissionering by me. No, I got paid. <laughs> the so, guy who doesn't know shit about football apparently got one is one is league. You drafted, made the worst trade. You made you, the worst I, I trade. Did I did trade uh, George Pickens for a first round pick. And, no, <laughs> and, uh, opposite. You traded a first round pick for George for Pickens. George Pickens in a uh, in a keeper <laughs> league, which was which was more of a meme than it was anything. I no, do just absolutely up, horrific. <laughs> I do think he's going to end up. Wait, what did I say? He's going to end up being. <laughs> I forget. Uh, I had Heinz Ward. Probably. I don't know. No, better than Heinz Ward. <laughs> he's still very good. Shout out Heinz, but. I, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Did I you say better gonna... than Hines? He's going to be better than Hines? Hines Ward he said shout out. Really he said shout out, Hines. <laughs> no, I said shout I said out. Shout no, no, out I said the, the player that I compared George Pickens to was better than Hines. I had a better crew. Uh, Randy Moss, I guess. Jesus, guys compared. Hines Ward, okay, all right. There's a, <laughs> the, the, the middle ground between Hines Ward and Randy Moss is a lot bigger That's than what fair. you're alluding to. All right, that's We're true. The rails. Zwick, Zwick looks like he wants to go to sleep for 13 hours yeah. straight. Um, MJ's flu games wick. He dropped 38 points. I'd say you went at he least 20 and 10 tonight. Hey, oh, I give absolutely. 40, 40 bombs. Yeah, you, you know me, man. Always coming with the, the AFC South takes. So hold on. So MJ, so MJ's flu game really wasn't a flu game. It was either a dreadful yeah, hangover this. or I know we're going to keep him here or horrible food poisoning. So, uh, this might actually be, be a flu game though. Might yeah, actually this is, it might actually be a flu pod. I I feel terrible right now. Yeah. This oh, is Zwick. Zwick's Taco Bell food poisoning pod. This is <laughs> <laughs> Don't joke about food poisoning. It's terrible. I, I, I'm getting over it currently. Okay. But all right. Thank you for hosting, Jordan. Do your wrap up. All right. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, hopefully you guys are riding these picks with us. We're very excited for the season, and we're going to have more – Divisions coming your way. We're going to do NFC South 
probably next week or in the coming days. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. Peace. Shorty, what's up with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But Shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model.